Tabby Smiley, glad to have you tuned in to our program today. Second day back in the new year, and uh, it's going to be a fascinating year <laughs> on a lot of fronts, uh, uh, not the least of which is the political front. I'm pleased to be joined once again by the chair of the House January 6th Select Committee, Democratic Congressman out of Mississippi, Benny Thompson, to talk about a number of things, including Donald Trump's continuing assault on the rule of law in this country, uh, as you all have been uh, following these very stories. One state says he's on the ballot. One state says he's off the ballot. It's going to be a hot mess. It is a hot mess. Uh, and the Supreme Court has got to get involved with this at some point and likely make it a hotter mess. <laughs> we shall see. But I'm always honored to have my homeboy from Mississippi on the program. Congressman uh, Thompson, how are you today, sir? And Happy New Year to you. Uh, doing well. Happy New Year to you and all your great listeners. Good to have you on the program once again. Let me just jump right in. Uh, how are you reading uh, and let me just back up. I say this all the time when I reference you, whether you're around or not, uh, that the country owes you a great debt because there's no way that all of these cases that Donald Trump is trying to wrangle himself out of right about now. Uh, and there are a number of them, as we all know, and we are concerned about these delays in these various cases and whether or not uh, if there is no uh, verdict, uh, a guilty verdict in any of these cases before Election Day, what that means and what that portends. We'll get to that a little bit later in this conversation. But in so many of these cases, certainly the ones brought by Jack Smith, there's no way that the federal government would have the wherewithal to go after Donald Trump in the way that they are were it not for a black man from Mississippi named Benny Thompson who chaired that committee and brought all that evidence to the fore that's making these prosecutions possible. So I say once again, this country owes a great debt uh, to one Benny Thompson out of Mississippi. That said, uh, as you watch uh, what's happening now and reflect on the work that you all did to make these cases possible, and you see him and his legal team and all the machinations they're, they're working uh, through our legal process right now, just a broad question we'll narrow in a second here. How are you just reading this moment, knowing what what you did and the way his team is uh, playing all these games and cases all across the country, as it were. Uh, well, thank you very much for that uh, intro, Tavis. You know, we're coming up on the uh, third year anniversary of January 6th. Mm -hmm. uh, I look at the work of our committee. I look at uh, the hundreds of witnesses that we talked to, the thousands of uh, exhibits that we pulled together. And at the end of that work, uh, as you know, I'm convinced that with the hearings that uh, we we shared with the public, uh, with the final written report of over 850 uh, pages and, and thousands of exhibits, it is clear in our mind that had we not done that work, uh, Donald Trump would, and all the people associated with what happened on January 6th, uh, as well as the election uh, before that, uh, would not be uh, having their moments in court right mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm. uh, the appetite, uh, as you and I and a lot of other people have come to believe, the Justice Department uh, was not going to make a move. Mm -hmm. uh, it was halfway through the hearings that they started saying, well, uh, why don't you give us this information? I said, no, 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 this is... We, this is our information. You have all the powers and purse strings of the government to do your own. And I think it was the public face that we put on what occurred uh, that put the pressure on Mayor Garland and, and, and the Department of Justice uh, that they're going to have to do something. And I'm convinced that the body of work 
that we uncovered uh, those electors who were duly electors. Uh, we we found the certifications they signed uh, and all of that documentation uh, and made it available uh, to the Department of Justice. They had not done any of that. So a lot of the work of our committee, uh, which we found, which actually we had no authority to prosecute, mm-hmm. uh, we shared with the Justice Department at the end of our work. And they were upset with me as chair because I told them I'm not letting you butt in before we complete the charge uh, that the House of Representatives and Speaker Pelosi gave us, Mm -hmm. which was to look at the facts and circumstances that brought about January 6th and make recommendations so that it never, ever happens again. Mm -hmm. And to that charge, uh, that's what we did. My goal was to land the plane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and and I think uh, the work of our committee, uh, as you said, has has opened the eyes of a lot of people. How do you, and how, on a daily basis, people say, "I just didn't know it was that bad." Yeah, your your My job retort is <laughs> is really worse than that. Worse than that, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. It is worse than that. Um, I'm watching my clock. Let me let me just tell you what I want to ask you when we come forward. And I don't I don't want to get you started. I have to cut you off uh, based on this clock. So what I what I want to ask, given what you just said, because it, it is arresting for me um, all these months later to hear you say what you've just said, which is no surprise to me. I said it many times on this radio program and else and elsewhere that had you not made your move. It's clear to me that the Justice Department, Justice Department was not going to move. And you said the same thing a moment ago. That in many respects, whatever reason, I think it's because he's an institutionalist, as I've said before. Because he is an institutionalist, Merrick Garden was not going to do anything. But I want to ask you how we should read in this particular moment in American history, looking backwards, that our Justice Department was not going to move on this. I mean, you have to juxtapose that they were scared of their own shadow at DOJ. They were not going to move on this. You have to you have to square that now in retrospect with all of the trouble that he is in in this present moment. I mean, none of this would have happened had Benny Thompson and his committee not made the move that they made. Can you imagine that all of these cases that Donald Trump is facing now, most all of them, would not have ever happened if we were waiting on the Justice Department to move because they were not going to move. And then furthermore, had they moved sooner we not, not we might not be facing a clock. We're running out of time. You had to know that Donald Trump and his legal team were going to do everything they could to delay the game, to extend the play. You had to know that. So had DOJ moved sooner, you know, as we talk about them being afraid to move at all, we might not be in this space right now. A lot to talk to Benny Thompson about. We'll get to that when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. Interrogating and unpacking. That's what we do around here. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. For May Fresh Daily in the Mert Park, Los Angeles, California. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Congressman Benny Thompson, they say hindsight is 2020 vision. Uh, I ask you, sir, how do we in this moment juxtapose, square these two things? We see all the drama, all the trouble that Donald Trump has gotten himself in legally in this moment. But how do we square that with the fact that none of this might not have happened? This might not have happened at DOJ just sat on their hands like they were doing, frankly. Well, I, I, it's tough to uh, to just position it mm-hmm. simply because I shudder to think 
had it not been for the establishment and the work of this committee, uh, uh, what would have happened? Mm-hmm. You have to understand how uh, Donald Trump works. Uh, on the business side, uh, slash and burn and has his way. If you disagree, he takes you to court. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there are guideposts when you're on the public side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you just can't <laughs> you just can't do what you want to do. There are yeah. some guideposts. Yeah. Well, he tried to run uh, this great government of ours like it was a Trump empire. And those guideposts tripped him up. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, suffice it to say, not quite as fast as if he had been John Q. Public, but nonetheless, the guideposts are there. Mm-hmm. And so what we have now is doing, he's doing just on the on the public side what he's done in his private side. He always takes you to court. If you're a contractor, uh, you end up taking uh, pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. for whatever the contract was. Take it or leave it. Uh, on on our side, uh, it, he's trying to run out the clock. Mm-hmm. He's saying if I can get to next November as a Republican nominee, then that's my safe haven for the next four years. And then who knows what happens after that. Mm-hmm. And so all these appeals, all this that you are seeing and hearing, in my humble opinion, is a typical Donald Trump strategy of of delay, delay, mm-hmm. delay. Yeah. And so, so, look, he has the best of both worlds, though, Tavis. He's spending other folks' money. Mm-hmm. He's taking campaign contributions <laughs> and other things and paying his lawyers yeah. for, for the violations of the law that he did. Mm-hmm. If you or I took somebody else's money and spent it as if it was ours, uh, that would be an additional charge. Mm-hmm. But because I'm running for president and so much of what I'm being charged with, I'm claiming kind of... Uh, presidential immunity or what have you, I can get under that tent and spend hard-earned taxpayers' money who contributed to him, thinking it was based on getting him elected. And it's all about delay, delay, delay. So it's a typical Trump strategy. Uh, I don't expect any more because all of our work said where we are today, uh, it would ultimately get to this point. Yeah. So so let, let me give you, let me give you my my read on this. Uh, and by this, I mean this situation that we're facing right now where there are, you know, multiple states who are deciding in real time whether he should be on the ballot or not on the ballot. Colorado said he shouldn't be in California, where I sit right now, has allowed him on the ballot. Maine said he shouldn't be. And now he's going after Maine. So there are all kinds of states, as you know. 15 or 20, as I recall, that are in this situation where they have to make a decision whether he's on the ballot or not. Obviously, the Supreme Court will have some say on this in the days ahead. We'll come to the Supreme Court in just a second. That said, I think this is my read, Congressman. and I'm anxious to get your take. My read is I think it is a mistake. I think it's a mistake for these states to deny him ballot access. And here's one reason why. And there are many reasons. But the one reason I want to get to right quick, watching my time. It's because it plays into this narrative that his sycophants, his followers already believe, which is that the government is out to get him 
and they're doing everything they can. You use the word delay, delay, delay. I would use the word deny, deny, deny. That's what they believe, that Donald Trump was being denied uh, in every way that we can deny him, ballot access, opportunity to run again, et cetera, et cetera. That, now, that may, may be a bunch of hogwash, but the point is that is their narrative. And I think that the more that states deny him or attempt to deny him ballot access, it plays into that narrative, and that cannot be good for our democracy. That's my read. I will shut up. What's your read on these states denying him ballot access? Well, first of all, it, the Donald Trump, modus operandi it always played a victim sure 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 i'm trying to do this for you and they are trying to deny you and me uh, our rightful position mm -hmm. therefore as a victim you have to come to my rescue like i'm coming to your rescue look at the guy who breaks into the colorado courthouse and shoot the place up mm -hmm. <laughs> you know just because of this issue we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. That's the the level of of what he's doing to a lot of his uh, voters who, who believe he can do no wrong, that he's a victim, and somehow the system is against us. So it plays into the narrative. Right. But look, we're a nation of laws. We settle a lot of our debate uh, in courts of law. Obviously, uh, the Supreme Court might not be favorable, but that's where we ultimately take our, our disagreements. Mm -hmm. So it might be a good strategy. It might not uh, be a good strategy, but uh, it's there. Yeah. And we settle it, win, lose, or draw, whatever they say. Uh, that They are the final arbiter in this situation. But nonetheless, uh, I'm convinced yeah. at the end of the day, when the facts are what they are, uh, it'll still show that whatever happened on January 6th is part and parcel Donald Trump's yeah. un undoing. Yep. Now, now, on that point, we totally agree. We, we agree on that latter point. And, and let me just maybe, maybe put a final point on this so people don't think I'm being flippant about this or, 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 or jumping too quickly to say that I think it's a mistaken strategy to, not, to deny him ballot access. My, 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 my caveat is simply this. I think it's a mistake to deny him ballot access unless and until he is found guilty of the things that your committee brought to our attention. And I suspect, again, as these cases unfold, he will, in fact, be found guilty. That's my view. I just think that the presumption of innocence, fundamental fairness, and due process has to be available for all of us, not because I am a Donald Trump fan at all, but because I believe that it's a dangerous precedent yeah. to start denying yeah, somebody yeah, something yeah. for they've been found guilty, Congressman. That's my assessment. Yeah, but... Well, but you look now, this is the same guy who who said, I'm going to change the outcome of the election. I'm going to appoint different electors. True. And I'm going <laughs> to contest it. You know, so, yeah. you know, you you know, what's good for the goose ought to be good for the gander. <laughs> and, and so the challenge for Donald Trump is you can't have it both ways, fella. Yeah. You know, you want to change the rules when it fits you. Mm -hmm. But then. When the rules come somewhere else, you're upset. Nope. So, but that's who he is. Mm -hmm. Chaos and confusion. Nope. I think you're And point. always playing the victim. Nope. I take your point. You know? So, so you mentioned the Supreme Court. I mentioned the Supreme Court. Um, it's clear that with all these states with different rules about whether he should be on the ballot or not on the ballot, the Supreme Court at some point is got to get involved in this. We'll come to the issue of presidential immunity that you raised earlier. We'll do that in just a second here. But what's, what's your, I mean, you ain't got a crystal ball, I ain't got a crystal ball, but you're far brighter than I am. This is what you do every day. What, what's your gut tell you about what the Supreme Court's going to do when they finally get involved in this? 
you know, I, you and I know the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the court is probably going to be as broad in its view on this issue. Yeah. And ultimately, he might uh, win uh, a victory and get put on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I might not like it, but, you know, I support democracy. Yeah. I support the, the the branches of government because our founding fathers put it together and we've survived this long. That doesn't mean I agree with everything that each branch does, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. And I don't know anything any better. So for whatever happens from the Supreme Court, Benny Thompson, and I hope everybody else will live with it. Mm-hmm. The consequences, we'll just have to get to that point and, and go with it. But I'm bothered by a guy that can have this many charges on him, mm-hmm. can still be leading the ticket uh, of a major political party. Mm. Benny Thompson couldn't have two traffic tickets <laughs> and be considered a viable candidate. You understand? I got you. I and, got you. And, and so all of a sudden, uh, this 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 person, for all intents and purposes, has been charged uh, with every charge imaginable. A lot of it came out of the work of our committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that people who used to defend him have pled guilty. The fact that 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 in 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 Florida, Georgia, District of Columbia, New York, uh, he's in court mm-hmm. and, and defending the actions of what he did while he was president of the United States. This is horrible. Can you imagine you are sitting in front of the TV and looking at him and telling our sons or daughters, say, look, that's the president of the United States. Say, if you just uh, stay stay and get to be an adult, you can be just like him. Mm -hmm. Just (laughs) like him. You know, there were presidents that I disagreed with but I always had pride in how they conducted themselves in the office. Mm-hmm. Didn't agree with them all the time, but I could think of no reason yeah. that I could have any pride in Donald Trump's presidency. Speaking, speaking of which, let me just ask you point blank. Um, you raised it earlier, and I want to follow up on it. I'm watching my clock. Got about four and a half minutes left with you, which I'm uh, deeply grateful for, uh, as I always am when you come on this program. But since you mentioned presidential immunity, Jack Smith's case, so much of it, as we already established, is based upon the fine work that your committee did. Do you have any reason to believe that even though he's making this um, legal argument, have you seen anything that suggests to you, given what he did, that he can argue presidential immunity. Well, let me say this: he can argue, but I don't see a scintilla of evidence where it will be upheld by the courts. Mm-hmm. No one is above the law. You can't say to the Secretary of State, uh, "You need to change the outcome of the election because otherwise I'll lose." You can't say to the Speaker of a, a House of Representatives, uh, "You need to change the how." The, the election is counted because otherwise I'll lose and say I'm doing it under the guise of being president of the United States. You know, uh, you and I can't rob a bank, get caught, and then say I'll give the money back. <laughs> you will still be prosecuted. And so we got him on tape uh, saying all these things. We have witnesses who have sworn under oath uh, that he did certain things. Uh, 
we've got individuals who who pled guilty uh, based on his direction and his assistant's direction, and now he's going to plead immunity. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. It, you know, uh, as they say in Mississippi, you know, I might have been born at night. It just wasn't <laughs> last, last night. night. There you go. <laughs> let me let me ask you. You used the phrase earlier. You said, Tavis, I shudder to think. I shudder to think. And I want to come back to that phrase that you shudder to think. Uh, do you shudder to think uh, about the future of our democracy if Donald Trump is in fact not just a presumptive nominee, he is that right now, if he's the actual nominee, and if Donald Trump, by some process, were able to win the election, and I say that because they didn't think he could beat Hillary, and we know how that worked out. Right. right. So if Donald Trump pulls this off, gets the nomination, and by some process were elected once again president of these United States, what would that say to you, Benny Thompson, about the state of, in real time, and the future of this thing called democracy? It'd say we are in serious trouble. If a person tells you that they want to be a dictator for a day, if a person tells you all of the government employees, I'm going to wipe out the civil service uh, uh, requirement and, and protections that they've enjoyed as government employees. If he tells you that Vladimir Putin is somebody who I admire and that I send love letters to Kim Jong-il, you know, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And if that's the person you want to 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 lead your country, but more important is he says that what you saw on January 6th really wasn't what you saw on January 6th. <laughs> Said, in other words, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? Mm. And so, Tavis, uh, I, I, I can't think of a more darker future uh, for this country uh, than Donald Trump being reelected president or given another chance mm. to do what he didn't do when he was president before. Yeah. Um, my final question here with the 45 seconds to go. Um, if he can run out the clock, as you and I discussed earlier, uh, and proceed toward the nomination, proceed toward re-election, uh, God forbid, if he can pull that off into the future, how mad are you going to be at DOJ that they didn't start this process sooner? Well, it just tells me that uh, the greatest law enforcement agency uh that we've ever known called the United States Department of Justice fail the citizens of this country because it did not pursue pursue the prosecution of Donald Trump earlier. Yeah. He's an icon in Mississippi uh, and uh, an icon on Capitol Hill these days, given his uh, brilliant stewardship of the January 6th House Select Committee. I close where I began uh, these cases you see against him right now. Uh, would not be uh, uh, moving forward, even though slowly it wouldn't be moving forward at all had it not been for the work of his fine committee. Uh, Congressman Thompson, I appreciate you, sir. Thank you for coming on the program once again. All the best to you this year, sir. All right. Thanks. Good talking to you, homeboy. Good to have you on. Thank you. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward.